listening to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. Well, we really are in a very, very exciting season, an absolutely incredible time. And I love that uh, it was literally the Sunday before lockdown that we had the opportunity to share publicly the miracle of our new building and our permanent home, your permanent home. Just amazing. Then obviously we all went into lockdown, but as uh, Pastor Nadia said, believing next Sunday that we're gonna be able to make it possible. And so we're gonna do what we can. May mean we have to do four services, but we'll do whatever we can to get us all together because it's just an exciting season. But in that, excitement that I have, and I really am very, very excited. Like I'm trying to tell myself, calm, calm, just take it easy, take it easy. But I am just so excited because obviously this is something that we got to share a month ago, but for a number of us, we've been carrying it for about three to four months now from the moment I drove onto the, the property. And there's been a number of us that have been carrying it behind the scenes. But why I'm excited is because today we lift the lid on the reality of a few being able to be in the, in the hands-on environment of what's taking place and what God is doing and opening it up to the reality of us all being able to say, God, I'm a part of this and what do you have and what do you wanna do in my heart and through my family or through me as an individual to be able to be able to see what God has in store outworked. And I love that. And so uh, it was last night actually that I was sitting on Zion's bed uh, as I was praying for him and, uh, you know, putting him to bed. And, and as I was sitting there, this thing just leapt in me like, wow, tomorrow is the day, right, that we actually pioneer the new stage and the new season that is gonna be something that His generation and the generations to come are gonna know as just that is what it was, that is the normal. And this, tomorrow's the day. And in that moment, it was like, it was a little moving. I was like, far out, like, this is incredible. And I got up and as I walked out of the room, I felt like God say, I want you to change your message. And I'm like, but Lord, it's the night before. <sighs> and if everyone does any level of speaking and preparing and communicating, you know, there's nothing like the last minute. This needs to change. And I felt like God say, I want you to speak out of your heart. The question that you've been asking the question I've been asking myself, and I guess the question I want us to ask ourselves today and over the next seven days is, are we willing? Is, are we willing? And as soon as I felt God stir that, I just knew there's no way you can stay in old material when He wants to say something fresh and do something new. And so I'm gonna speak from that area and I'm just looking forward to being able to communicate with everybody the steps that we're taking and what's in front of us that you and I are gonna be a part of. But the other part of it is, the other tension we've had is, well, you know, it's probably, if you look at it wisdom-wise, it's probably never good to do an expansion offering and talk about the reality of giving online, right? Like you wanna do those things in person. Uh, if you had it, could do it strategically. But as we've been looking at it over the last number of weeks, there's just something that's been going in my spirit going, it doesn't matter if we're online, doesn't matter if we're in person, it doesn't matter if we're in Melbourne or we had to be locked up in Timbuktu. That's not the perspective. The perspective is, is that God's saying, it's now my time. We are ready. Let's go. Step into it. We're going after it. And so I love that as well, that it's just like, you know what? It's, let's just know that this is a God moment. And so we're stepping into that. We've been living out of the promise in 1 Chronicles 28, 20. And David said to his son, 
said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. You know what? Whenever you're stepping into something that's bigger than you, there's never a perfect time. What you need to know is that it's God's time. And if there's any confidence that we all have in this whole journey, that this is God. This is God. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God is with you. He will not, he will not, sorry, he will not fail nor forsake you until all the work of the service of the Lord, the temple of the Lord is finished. You know, if you're new and joining us online today, uh, you know, this is all gonna be new for you. And I'm just excited for you to hear the journey and see what God has been doing and uh, just discovering what, what we have been living in and been, been a part of is just amazing. But I'd also love you to just know that when we can open and, and when you're ready, we would love to have you a part of just being here that you would be able to connect with heart and connect with others and realise that we are first and foremost a family that do life together, stand together, do uh, just journey forward and as time and as you can, then you can connect and you can be involved as much as your heart desires as well. But let's pray eh, before we go any further. Father, we honour You. We love You so much. You are incredible and we just pray that today You would speak to our hearts, that You would lead every single moment and that, Lord, that we would just be simply in tune with Your step. We thank You, Lord, that we're not calling You into something that You're not already in. What we are asking is that we would come into alignment with what You're already setting in space. We pray this in the Name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As I said before, you know, one of the most securing factors that we have in this is that this is just simply God. It is simply, undeniably, irrevocably, without question, without even having to try and force a concept of this could be God. No, it's com it is completely and utterly and only God. Now we've obviously had, you know, I've been speaking about this whole do the work. We've done the work. But what I love is that God has done the wonders and God has moved, His hand has moved, heaven has moved time and time and time again. And, and I just know that from expansion, it's not just about this next two weeks, but actually it's an annual reality. We're gonna come uh, to this moment in the year and we're gonna forecast what we believe God is calling us into. And every year we're gonna have a season of expansion where He's gonna expand us in the area of the church and our facilities, where He's gonna expand us in the area of community and how we're gonna outwork that, where He's gonna expand us in the area of kingdom and the ability to extend ourselves. Because it's not just about life, it's about the church, right? Here in Australia, New Zealand and around the world, our global partnerships and through expansion, we're gonna keep stepping up and stepping out. But what I love about this whole thing and this journey for me, it was, I'll never forget that moment where I got the phone call where it was the 27th of April, the day we had to go unconditional we signed, Adrian and I signed and we left it then for the agent to take it to the vendor. And he rang me at 2.34 that afternoon and he rang me and he used these words, Craig, it is done. It is done. And I have to tell you, I felt something in that moment that I have never felt before. I've never had the, 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 the privilege of experiencing that feeling ever before in my life. And it was like all of a sudden, everything, the weight and the, 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 the dynamic of what was it next and what do we have to sort next and what was next, everything dropped. And it was like God said, Craig, from now and for forevermore, this land is now God's land. And this will forever be God's house. And this will be something that lifts up God's Name and declares His Kingdom and His glory and is a place of hope and help. 
for everyone in this city from this moment forward. Craig, we have not done a business transaction. We have done a kingdom transaction. And that was one of the most unbelievable moments I've had in my life. For I believe that we are in a moment of history in our city. It is not about the banner of life. It is about the banner of the church. God's kingdom here in Melbourne and in Australia advancing by His phenomenal outworking. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to a video and share some of the story, but also the vision we have in our heart for what's ahead. Having just received notice while we were in lockdown that the landlord wanted us to move, I'll always cherish the instant peace and confidence that he put in my heart saying, this is not the landlord shutting the door, but this is me opening a new one. At the start of this year, while after months of absolutely no doors opening, we felt every Sunday God was saying, declare expansion. And as we were searching in the market for another property to lease, God miraculously led us to this land. I'll never forget that Thursday afternoon on January the 28th, going to view another property listing for what literally seemed beyond comprehension. And as I drove into this car park, the Holy Spirit leapt in my chest saying, I'm in this. And from that moment to this, we have witnessed miracle after miracle unfold. In fact, the next morning on the Friday, the 29th of January, I actually walked into this very room and I saw us sharing the miracle of what God had done and the vision of what we dreamed would be. And I actually believe that this is that same moment. And while we've always carried God-sized dreams in our heart, I can honestly say what we are standing in right now is truly exceedingly abundantly above what we could have ever asked, thought or imagined. I mean, the location, citywide accessibility, the new Westgate Tunnel accessibility, positioned ready to serve the 7,000 plus residents just across the river, it's miraculous. The right highly gifted people within life with a skill set for a kingdom venture of this size, miraculous. To 100% secure the full financial lending required in such a short time frame, it's miraculous. To have the abundant space for not just incredible church experiences, but future community engagement and training facilities that will enable us to have a vibrant community hub. It's miraculous. And to have the development potential that we will continually expand, the potential for future childcare and even the added revenue streams that can come in from what's possible, it's miraculous. And to think that all of this in under 90 days, we went from the security of God's promise, yet nothing in the natural, to signing and going unconditional, Securing this kingdom property, I believe it's truly supernatural. You know, the day before actually receiving any details onto what this is now our future home, God gave me a picture of an aircraft carrier. And as I looked into it, I discovered the purpose of these vessels are to carry, equip, deploy and recover. And I believe without question, that this is our God-given vessel that He is entrusting us to carry, to serve, love and care for more people with a whole new capacity, creating an authentic community where everyone can belong and discover a church to call home. That we're here to equip, that we would see every desiring heart disciple to discover the truth of who God destines them to be. 
enabling them the freedom and the transformation from the inside out through the teaching of God's Word, that people are gonna be deployed. You know, I see hundreds, if not thousands, activated into their God-given purpose with a united mission to see God's Kingdom advance through every sphere of society and to recover, to be a refuge for the hurting, those crushed in faith, wondering if God could still use them, that through care and encounter, we will see the love and power of God restore hearts and release fresh vision and purpose. As we gather here that Heart and Soul Night for the first time to have worship and communion as a team, from that moment, I believe this property shifted from an industrial land to holy ground and from an empty warehouse to God's house. Commissioned for the miraculous, where countless lives will encounter and be transformed by the love of Jesus. See, we are not here to renovate a building. We are here to restore a city. We are so excited by our first step and the plans that we have to repurpose this vibrant industrial space. We're gonna have great kids facilities, also areas for endless connection, activity midweek, and we're gonna be constructing a purpose-built auditorium that will enable a capacity for the generations to come. Through our expansion offering, we're gonna sow into the stage one fit out. And we're gonna create a home where I know in the days to come, thousands from all generations, cultures and backgrounds, they're gonna to gather together and we're gonna become family. And with one voice, we're gonna lift up the Name of Jesus. We know that this isn't just simply about our church called Life, but we believe it's about the church. And I believe that this is actually a moment in history where decades from now, we are gonna look back and we're gonna marvel at the wonder of all God has done and is continuing to do. But not only that, I believe we will be humbled at the great honour that we get to play our part. See, what God has done over the last seven years has been amazing. And we absolutely love the people who call life home, for He is calling us into expansion. The expansion of His Kingdom, His house and His church here in our great city. So I'm declaring it now. This is God's house and together it's gonna be built by God's people. So for all of our Life Melbourne family and those who feel led by God to partner, on June 27th is our expansion offering. And my prayer is just as the Holy Spirit leapt in me the moment I drove on, He is gonna leap in all of our hearts in the same way and He's gonna say, I'm in this. Say yes to the bigness of God. Take a step of faith. And through expansion offering and our generosity, we're gonna see miracle after miracle unfold. The restoration of our city outworked and the Name of Jesus raised high over Melbourne and beyond. Can't help but feel pretty blown away by what God's doing. You might go, oh, that was a nice video. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna get me. Because <laughs> all I saw was just, God, my gosh, that You would entrust us. That You would use all of us to be a part of Your story. Are you serious? Nadia and I left New Zealand with a promise in our heart. 
saying, God, if, if we're gonna go, we don't just wanna do another church. I mean, churches are awesome, whatever the size, whatever the shape. But God, we wanna help reach a city. We wanna be able to help influence a nation. And to think in the seven short years, not just because of us, but because of what we're a part of collectively across life. Are you serious? About four and a half years ago, I was sitting in an office here early on a Sunday morning and I just started thinking about Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech, I Have a Dream. And, um, and I learned that actually, he didn't write the speech, I Have a Dream. He was, right, he, was reading, he was speaking, sorry, from a speech that he'd written and then someone in the crowd yelled out, tell us what you really see. And from that point, he went off script and he started to declare, I have a dream. And in that moment, I felt like God say, what do you see? What's in your heart? What do you dream? And in that moment, just started to type. And I read it now and I go, I, I didn't write that. <laughs> But at the same time, it just like, it just flowed out of my spirit, out of my heart. And it was like, it was like a dream for now, but it was also reading it four and a half years on. It's like a prophetic statement for everything that God's doing and is gonna do. And we've titled it, We Have a Dream. And I wanna read some of it because I believe it leads on to this question, are we willing? We have a dream. Sorry, it's going to be a bit of a struggle, a messy one today. But we have a dream that Life Melbourne will be a church that is full of faith and in anticipation to actively engage in everything God brings our way. Always ready to scale countless mountains and run at every giant with an unwavering faith that continually relies on the God of the possible to overcome the impossible. I'm going to abbreviate it, but I'm going to let you know how you can get access to this later on. But we have a dream of life being multiple campuses across this city and even the nation reaching all ethnicities, a church that is authentic, real and relevant. We have a dream of wheelchairs being emptied on altars, diseases being defied, cancer being cured. We've seen people with cancer, cancer free. We've been seeing many, many people that told they'll never have children are giving birth at this stage. We have a dream of Melbourne being a church Life Melbourne being a church that is big enough in love and overflowing in grace so that we welcome people from all walks of life. And we're first to see the God potential in people before identifying any of the differences. We dream of a day where our buildings will be too small for what God is doing amongst the youth and the young adults as they passionately, creatively and innovatively go after their generation with the saltiness of God. We dream of a day where we'll have our own purpose craft, crafted facilities. <laughs> that are nothing short of God breathed. <laughs> a campus that is full of activity Sunday to Saturday, a community hub that is a home for all. A campus that declares the bigness and faithfulness of our God. Lover or despiser, you won't be able to sidestep her. We have a dream that our influence into the business community is gonna see this community of people championed in their kingdom purpose for you're not just working a job or owning a business. We have a dream that once again, that we will see the MCG at record capacity, not because of a sporting fixture, but the unifying of the church to praise and lift up the name that is above every other name. We have a dream where the love of God will sweep over our city and nation so radically 
that regardless of people's religious affiliation, corrupt lifestyles or perspectives of Jesus, they are undone when they encounter the love so powerful, so real that they can't help but surrender their hearts and unlock the freedom, forgiveness and purpose that is only found in Jesus. We have a dream that as a church that we will be always known for the depth of unity in spirit and deed where men and women of every creed, culture, background and generation will unite as one and collectively with one voice, we will lift up the one Name that is above every name, the Name of Jesus. And we dream of a church where people never respond out of obligation, but faith-filled, Spirit-willing, roused hearts that are constantly hungry for the expanding, extending and adorning of His Bride to see every sphere of society and every generation impacted and changed with the reality of Jesus. We have a dream. The thing is, is that actually the last one I just read out was the first one I wrote. We have a dream of a church where people never respond out of obligation, but faith-filled, spirit-willing, roused hearts, consistently hungry for the expanding and extending and the adorning of His Bride. As we come into expansion offering week one with expansion giving Sunday next weekend, our heart is that no one would feel obligated, no one would feel pressured, but I pray that there would be such the presence of God in your life and your home right now. There would be something that would just kick in your heart as I communicated in the video that kicked in my spirit the moment I drove on that would say, you know what, I'm in this. And this isn't a, 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 this isn't a life thing, as I've said multiple times, this is a God thing. <laughs> and something in your spirit would say, you know what, God, what's my part to play? Like, what do you wanna do through me? Like, where can I be involved? How can I get involved? And, you know, um, really when I wrote this, I was like, God, like I know in the future we're gonna have our own facilities and I don't know how that's gonna happen. But God, if at any moment we got around our giving season, which now is expansion from this day forward, if there could just be this sense of joy, if there could just be a real sense of passion, like if there could just be this like, come on, let's go. If that's what God's called us into, I'm in. Like, I'm in, like I, I, I can't do it all, but this is what I can do. And if I can add my part with your part and your part and your part and with what God's saying, we're not earning anything, but I believe we're enabling God to move and take another step in ways that are beyond the natural hand. And I just said, God, I just pray that would be the culture. You know, they say that when it comes to giving Sundays, church numbers decline. Well, I declared not in our house. Because the thing is, is that even if people are coming going, you know what, I'm not because I don't have a willing heart. You're still a part of the family. And that's okay, you're on a journey, you're on a process, I get that. Some people are in a place where this has actually been an area of hurt and manipulation. And actually you being a part of Expansion Offering next Sunday is just to watch and to see that actually the person and the people around you, it's their heart's desire to be a part of it. No one's coercing anybody, no one's making nobody do anything. It's just God, this is what you've led and this is what I wanna do. And out of that, God's actually gonna start to heal your heart because He wants you to have freedom in this area. He wants you to be set free in that area. I believe this next Sunday is gonna be the first time for many people that they've ever given into a church building offering. And this is gonna be your first time. And already you're going, oh, that's kinda cool, sounds kinda great. Like, I tell you what, 
You're a part of it as much as any other person. There's no hierarchy when it comes to building God's house. It's just His kids being a part of His mission and you're welcome. But as I was preparing this, you know that obviously over the last, uh, since October last year, we received that promise I read earlier in 1 Chronicles 28, 20 about David speaking to his son Solomon about being strong and courageous and doing the work. I've basically then just hung out in that, that, that verse and read it numbers of times. And as you read it, you realise the title of 1 Chronicles 28 is David's plans for the temple. And what I love about this is when I read it and I read it again, um, it says this in verses two, verse 2. This is so awesome. David rose to his feet and he said, Listen to me, my fellow Israelites, my people. I had it in my heart to build a house as a place of rest for the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, for a footstool of our God, and I made plans to build it. When I read that, what leaped off the page to me is here's David calling together the family, the crew, and he's saying, Guys, I have it in my heart. I don't just have it as a commission from God over my life as it was commissioned back in Samuel. No, I have it in my heart. Guys, I've got something in my heart that what I wanna do is I wanna build a house for God. I mean, I got a house for me, but God, it's not my kingdom, it's your kingdom first. I wanna build a house for you. And I tell you what, through our expansion offering, we're always gonna advance the area of community and kingdom. And that's a real passion. We don't do community, we are community. That's just who we are. But I'm telling you, there is a unapologetic, unhindered. We're not shying away from the fact that through expansion, we're building God's church. We're erecting God's house. We are building a place that's gonna be a home for so many thousands of people. I tell you what, I'm not shy about sowing into building the church and to building God's house because the overflow of that is just levels of reach that expand way beyond what any building could ever contain. But I believe we're called to build His house. So He says, I've got it in my heart, right? And then He goes on and He says, God says to him, actually, David, you're not the one to build it. Solomon, your son is. Because you were a warrior and you've shed blood, but Solomon hasn't. So Solomon's gonna be the one that actually builds it. But it's obviously commissioned to you and it's gonna flow through the generations who are gonna build this thing. And in 1 Chronicles 28, 9 and 10, it says this, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve Him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. Hear it, willing, are we willing? wholehearted devotion and a willing mind for the Lord searches every heart and He understands every desire and every thought. If you seek Him, He will be found by you. But if you forsake Him, He will reject you forever. Consider now the Lord has chosen you to build a house as a sanctuary. Be strong, listen to it, do the work. If there's anything we gotta tell our kids, do the work. If anything God's been telling me as His son, do the work. But I, I love this. This is the amazing paradox here. Before David speaks to the enormity of building God's house, he speaks to the importance of his heart. I thought I would've got a better response in the room. I'm sorry, but maybe you got that. See, that when I, last night when I got up from my son's bed and I walked up and God said, change it. Before you start talking about what we're building, talk about the hearts from which we're gonna build from. Because I'm more interested in your heart than I am the structure. I'm way more interested in where your heart's at than where you think this house can go. Because the house will only go as far as your heart is willing. 
And God wants to expand our heart, renew our heart, refresh our heart, enable our heart to be in such a place that our heart doesn't get in the way when His house starts to take shape. I love that David speaks to the heart before he tells him anything about the house. He didn't even mention to Solomon about the house before he spoke to his heart. And he goes on then to give direction. And then in verse 20, he gives us the promise that we've been standing on. And then in 1 Chronicles 29, the next chapter is phenomenal. Then David, King David said to the whole assembly, my son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen is young and inexperienced. The task is great because the palatial structure, palatial means the spacious and place of splendour, right? The spacious 13,000 square metres and splendour, what God is gonna shape, is not for man, but for the Lord. If there's anything that gets me excited in the reality of my motive, and you can check it through and through, and what excites me the most is that we are not trying to do something with a motive that has our agenda attached to it. The pure motive that we have is that this is not for man. This is for the Lord. This is for God. This is for Him. This is His house. This is for His purpose. This is for His kingdom and for His glory. Gosh, that just is it's the most freeing place to lead from and to give from. Every time we've given, yes, we know that, hey, when we give, we're gonna be giving to the $45 million reduction so we can see 20 million reduced into, released into community, absolutely. Yes, when we give here, we're gonna enable another home to be built at One Heart in Kenya, fantastic. But you know that I've never given with the outline of a project. I've always given saying, God, I'm giving to you. <laughs> It's always been that. The intention isn't, oh, I'm giving to this, uh, this and I'm giving to that and I'm gonna give to that and that's gonna go to that. Now, it's nice to know where it goes, obviously, and there's accountability to that. But the heart is, God, I'm giving to You. God, I'm giving to You. And whatever God leads us in over the next seven days, I pray our heart would be, God, I'm just giving to You. And You just know that He's gonna be able to outwork that. And we have the governance and the parameters that enables great accountability here at life. But it's awesome because then it goes on. Goes on, goes on. And then uh, in 1 Chronicles 29, uh, verse three, gifts for building the temple, right? This is um, like just mind-blowing what God does here. In 1 Chronicles 9, 29, sorry, 1 Chronicles 29, verse three, it says, besides my, um, besides my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give, so he had, David had basically allocated a whole lot of like the cities, like possessions to the building of the temple. He's now going, now I give of my personal treasure, right? Of gold and silver for the temple of my God. And over and above everything, over and above. What I'm saying by that is we've just been through God, money and me, which is phenomenal. Can I just say when we come to give expansion offering, it's over and above. We're not bringing our tithe to the expansion offering. No, we're giving over and above, right? So we're over and above Lost my place. Finding it. Relocating. Over and above everything I have provided for this holy temple. Verse four, 3,000 talents of gold and 7,000 talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls of the building. That's just to overlay the walls of the building. In today's context, 2020, if that same uh, 4, 000, 3,000 talents of gold was then put into 2020's value, 
Just the gold alone was $5.96 billion of his own personal wealth into the reality of building of the temple. I think like Pastor Paul said the other week, I think we're gonna be embarrassed when we get to heaven and just realise how extravagant our God is. <laughs> like when we start looking and I'm gonna share the price of the land and what we're gonna step into, people are like, well, that's a lot of money. Not to God, it's not. I mean, we, we're believing that in the years and even this year, someone may come and go, God's leading me to give a million dollars. Fantastic. This makes me feel like we should be asking for billions. Because the vision of what's in God's heart, resource actually, we need to enlarge the scale of our vision for what God actually can do. And then it goes on and says in verse nine, listen to this. And the people, the people seeing what David had done and the leaders had done, it says this, and the people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders. For they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced greatly. Oh man, I am so, I can vision, I can see next week already. Just the willingness, the freedom and the wholehearted response we bring. And it's not about the dollar amount of whatever you're bringing and you're doing. It's just the freedom that we are here, a part of a, such a time as this that God is entrusting us. Wow, wow. So I've got three quick points that if we're willing, if we're willing, if we're willing, number one, we don't, uh, we're not needing to be convinced because we carry a conviction. If we're willing, we don't need to be convinced. Craig, you don't need to convince me. You don't need to sell me on this idea. I'm in because this is where God's planted me and this is what God's entrusting for us. And so I'm in, I'll, I'll, I'll hear from God and I'll just play my part. We don't need to be convinced because we carry a conviction. I remember 20 years ago when I walked into life, man, God blew my mind of what the church was really like. That's absolutely radically changed me from the inside out. Like I just didn't know God's grace could be that good. I didn't know the family of faith could be that much fun and that real and that authentic. My life flicked upside down overnight. And back then we actually used to do three different key offerings a year. Three times a year we would do like an expansion offering. And I just tell you what, when I found out that there was an opportunity that we could partner with what God was doing and make it go even further, I was like, what? Wow, you mean I can give, like I can actually have, I can contribute to what God is gonna do and we can see more people like I was going from relationship to relationship, from substance to substance, trying to be successful here and there and being empty. But then they walk into a place where all of a sudden they discover it's not addition to your life. What you need is a salvation in your life and in that everything. I'm like, I can be a part of that. And I used to hear some people go, oh, not another offering. I'm like, yes, Another offering. Because now we get to give further to what God is doing. And now we get to make it go that little bit. Man, I tell you what, I didn't need convincing. I had a conviction. I had a conviction that, man, if there's something I can do on this life that's actually gonna matter for eternity, it's partnering with God. And if it's by, in these three moments a year, giving financially, then you can count me in. I'm in for that. And as a student, as an 18 year old, I used to love the reality of sowing in to God's house. And it has not changed for one moment. I just love these moments. Absolutely love it. Um, you know, the thing is, is that we cannot have a willing heart. I wrote this down. We can't have a willing heart and live with a withheld hand. You can't say, yeah, I'm, I've got a willing heart for the things of God, but yet you withhold your hand from what God's doing. I'm sorry, but it just doesn't match up to me. The, the people at World Vision and stuff know that I have a willing heart. 
Because anytime there's a famine or whatever's taking place, I'm getting emails all the time. And I've just made a decision when somebody says, hey, I'm hungry, the Bible tells me feed them. So it doesn't mean I can do the highest amount, but I could do something. And I just, why? Because I've got a willing heart. And if I've got a willing heart, I can't withhold the hand. There's something I can do. It might not be much. It might not affect everybody, but if it affects one, then sure, I'm gonna do something. And out of that place, I just believe, you know, what I actually have experienced is that the people that will the church to do more, the people that will the church to do more are often the ones that withhold their hands the most. I wish the church would do this. And why doesn't the church do that? If they did what they could do off what you give, they probably wouldn't be doing anything. <laughs> Sorry, it's just the reality of it. Yeah. Let's not look at what we don't have and what the church isn't doing. What can we empower it to do? Yeah. And out of that, let God do the multiplying. Yeah. I love that. When Moses and that, they built the house in, in back in Exodus 36, they built the tabernacle, which was a portable structure for the presence of God to be housed in the tent, to be able to go. And they said, they went to all the people, gathered them, just like David had gathered them. And he said, guys, we're gonna build this tent. Everybody with gold, bring gold. Everyone with linen, bring linen. Everyone with yarn, bring yarn. And, and they all gave freely. It said, whoever's willing, just bring it. Whoever's willing. And then it goes through literally, that whole next chapter goes through about five times. It says, and they willingly brought this and the men willingly brought that and the women willingly brought this to the point that they, it says day after day, they willingly brought gifts for the tabernacle to the point Moses had to go out and go, stop, we've got far too much. We've got everything we need and more for what God is doing. See, when we go out and say, hey, this is the pressure of what we've got to give. No, 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 this is what God's leading us into. It's the free will of whether we're involved or you're involved or not. I just believe that out of that, the response is just so good. Like the response just says, you know what? Well, this is what's in my hand. This is what I can do. I got to hurry. Number two, if we're willing, we're not looking for what we're losing. We're looking for what we're unlocking. The reality is, is when we give over and above, sure, it means that in other areas, we don't have the finance to maybe do what we wanted to do or buy the fresh kicks that we wanted to buy or whatever it might be. But hey, that's okay. Because when we look at what we're unlocking, we're unlocking far more than we're ever losing. And that ability to see that take place is amazing. We find in uh, every gospel, a lady who comes with a jar of expensive perfume and she breaks it and she anoints Jesus' feet with oil, washes it with her hair and What's amazing is what seems willing for you may actually seem wasteful for somebody else. Judas comes up and goes, what a waste. Jesus says, waste? This isn't waste. This is worship. What she's done is a beautiful thing. I tell you what, some God might be doing, putting something in your heart that seems big for you or big for your family or big, I'm telling you. It's like, oh, what a waste. We can't go on a holiday like we thought we would. No, 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 no. If that's what God's leading your heart to do, and that's out of a place of worship. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. And the Bible actually says in Luke 7 that she was a sinful woman. So she would actually be someone who would walk into the church and actually probably wouldn't walk into the church. Yet here she was anointing Jesus' feet. So what she actually was doing was preparing Jesus for the next step that He was about to take. What's phenomenal about expansion is as we come with our own heart, we are actually enabling the next step of what God is wanting to do. I've got to hurry. Number three, we're not looking for what we don't have, but what we do have. If we're willing, we're not looking what we don't have, but what we do have. Very quickly, 5,000 people need feeding, plus women and children. We don't have anything. Well, what do you do have? Here's a boy, five loaves, two fish. Five loaves, two fish. I've only got five loaves, two fish. You're only 
in God's hands is enough. It's enough. Please don't look at what you don't have. I've only got a dollar a month. That's right. That's what's in your heart. That's what's in your hand. That's awesome. How exciting is that? Nadu and I love the opportunity and we have done this for the last seven years. Sitting down this week as we lead into our, our giving, we sit down with our kids and we, we get their seed jar and their spend jar. And we sit together and say, what do, you, what do you feel in your heart you wanna do for expansion? And they just come with a big smile and they start looking and we pray together. It excites me. It's my kids from the youngest of age. They've been sowing seed into the very reality of everything that happens through this church. Every connect group that happened, my kids have been part of it. Every outreach that's happened, every meal that's been served at Community Kitchen, every Christmas box that gone out, they've been a part of all of that. They've seeded into that. It's not about the amount, but it is about what we do together and what that releases for His Kingdom. Please don't look and say, well, count me out. No, no, no. Why don't you say, God, I've got a willing heart. How can I count me in? And out of that, I mean, what an incredible series, God, Money and Me, to be able to realise just how significant finance in God's hand can have great eternal impact. Maybe it's time to get that budget and look at it and what does our seed look like? Take time this week to do that so then your heart is willing because there's a freedom in it because you know what you can do and that excites you from the inside out and just go from there. Let it be a place of faith. I pray that's been encouraging. I wanted to speak to the heart before we speak to the house. (laughs) So now I wanna speak to the house. I'm tight for time. It's already 10 o'clock in this moment. But we did, we purchased, went unconditional on the 27th of April, we went unconditional on 13,000, just under 300 square metres of land, about 8,000 square metres of building. We purchased that property, and we haven't shared this publicly, but we purchased that property for $20.6 million. That's what it cost us to purchase that land. The incredible thing is the terms around that and the settlement timeframe we have, we have actually two years from when we went unconditional to when we actually settle, which when you look at it from a construction perspective and a timing with finance, it's actually unbelievable that that's a favourable outcome. The other amazing part of this is that we have fully secured the funding and the, the loan required for this land. We fully secured that before we went unconditional, which means that in that we already have a pathway for a ability to pay back over the next 25 years. And again, in very favourable terms. And in that being able to see that it's not beyond our reach, it's not gonna hamstring us for us being able to keep saying yes to what God has in front of us. It's a wisdom decision. In fact, in the first, when we go and settle those first next couple of years, we're only paying 20% more than we are now to be able to own the land rather than lease where we are now. That's wisdom. I don't know about you, but that says to me, what a smart move. We're gonna continue to grow and we're gonna have to stretch at times. And we're, but the great news is, is that God has led it. If we were to buy that same land where we are now, it would be worth about $50 million right here in North Melbourne. So it's just been favourable on every front. But right before us through expansion offering, I wanna get to it, but... Next Sunday and over this week, but next Sunday and offering Sunday, we're believing that over the next two years, that settlement period, over the next two years, we're gonna be able to raise $2.75 million. 
All right, so that's our faith. That's what we got a goal in our heart, that we could get to that. Collectively, we'll be able to do that. And if you look at what we've done as a church annually through Legacy, this is very achievable. Very, very achievable. But I wanna go forward from there and just say that what this $2.75 million is gonna do is actually gonna enable us, like we said in the video, it's gonna enable us to fit out now, but frame up the future. All right, so we're gonna fit out now and frame up the future. So this is the whole site here. These here bluish spaces are other existing tenants that are in there and they occupy. But we're gonna occupy about this 3,300 square metre space right here. In North Melbourne, currently this room area is about two and a half thousand. So we've got about another thousand square metres of space that we're gonna be growing into over the next few years. If you go to the next slide, but wanna just give a bit of detail. So we're gonna fit out the foyer area, the kids area, all right, and from there, frame up the future means that next door, we're actually gonna take the whole roof off and we're gonna reset this whole area to be at a height and at a capacity that in the years to come, it's not gonna be 500 seats, but it's gonna be 900 plus seat auditorium that we're gonna be able to grow into. But we don't wanna frame up something for now and then in four years time, need to redo it and rip the whole thing off. So we're gonna take a step now to frame up the future now. And we're gonna take that step there, all right? So that's, gives you a bit of a picture. The next slide shows you that foyer area I was just talking about there, big and spacious, great area of connection, great coffee, obviously, Bryce Howden. It's gonna be an awesome, awesome time. New coffee machine in Jesus' Name, Bryce Howden. Gonna be awesome. I got a reaction in the room. Next, next slide. The kids area, we're gonna refresh the kids area. They're gonna grow and they're gonna be space for growth. There's gonna be a lot of interaction there. We believe in not, uh, we don't believe in babysitting the next generation. We believe in empowering them and releasing them and equipping them. And so it's gonna be a phenomenal space for that. And then obviously also the auditorium. So this would be inside that new framed up area that this expansion offering over the next two years is gonna enable. And there's a very, very beautiful woman on the big screen there. Can I get an amen? All right, next slide. The amazing thing about this site though, is while we're, while we're fitting out and framing up the future, uh, sorry, the next two years over the settlement, what it, this site enables us to do is dream for the future. And the future potential of this site is unbelievable. So we would leave the auditorium, the new structured area, and we would then expand into the other tenancies and we would be able to create increased area for kids and for connection, the cafe, community dining. We believe in that in that three-storey building that's here. We're gonna be able to have training facilities and other areas. We can serve people, multimedia, the works, chapel. We just believe in youth. We're gonna have a great, great space. And over here in the future, this is all just concept, all right? It's just concept. But this area enables us to have a stacked car park, like a car park building. Uh, that's gonna enable us to have obviously parking for everybody for the services. And the incredible thing is that on top of that multi-deck car park, we have the ability to have commercial offices and then even go into the reality of childcare and other areas, which again means we can integrate and serve our city. We are not here to renovate a building. We are here to restore a city. If you go to the next slide, this here is a bit of an artist's impression of what that whole now the site would look like, right? I don't know about you, but it makes me go, wow. Like it's just phenomenal. So if you say to me, Craig, well, Craig, what happens if we get more than 2.75? One billion. Mr. One billion, Mrs. One billion out there. The incredible thing is, again, it's gonna be outreaching our city. 
And I believe, I honestly believe we're gonna be able to do it. Next slide, please. Obviously as well, not only that, we're gonna expand community and kingdom through this 2.75. We're gonna be extending our Christmas box. We did 9,000 last year. We're gonna believe we could do 11,000 this calendar year, which is awesome. Life TV is gonna expand further. Our conferences are gonna expand further. Community Kitchen, we're believing with Joelle and the team that we're gonna be able to multiply into West Melbourne as well as what we're doing in the central area. We wanna bring Life Festival back to the Footscray area and do a festival once we move in. Connect the community, carries of Caps, Sports Chaplaincy, Red Frogs. And then also a new uh, area we wanna step into and really get behind is this project called Embrace Grace, uh, along with Kirsty and, uh, and others within our church. There's this whole area of supporting uh, mums who are going through unplanned pregnancy. And this whole area of just saying, you know what, that little life matters, you matter, and we wanna support you, stand with you and see that take place. And so we're excited about that becoming part of the vision as well. Next slide. And so if you just look at it and say, well, Craig, 2.75, how can we do this? I felt like God just say, make it really easy and clear. Let's just make it simple. Why we're gonna do that is obviously through two years. So this being the first year from this year through to the middle of next year, and then from the middle of next year through to the middle of 2023. If we just broke that 2.75 down into a, a, a visual figure, this year, if we were to raise over, the, over expansion offering next Sunday and pledges through the next 12 months, if we were to raise 1.25 million, and then as we grow and expand and more people add to the vision and the part of the church, next year we raise 1.5 million, then that would mean at the end of that two year period, we would be in a place that we would have raised 2.75. And so the way we're gonna do that, as I just mentioned before, is we're gonna do that through uh, basically every person going to God, saying, God, what's in my hand? What's in my heart? What can we do as a family? What can I do as an individual? And what we've done, and, and this is really good because this doesn't lock anybody into anything, but it does show you how it's possible. Right here, I want you to focus more importantly as you're all looking at the numbers, I want you to focus more importantly on the giving units. The giving units represent an individual, a couple or a family and that say, you know what? We're part of the expansion miracle. We're into it, we'll play our part. And if we were to have 166 giving units, you know what? I actually believe we could, we could just blow that out of the water. Absolutely. A year and a half ago in a legacy, we had 190 giving units. All right, so I don't see why as we've grown about 25% since then, I don't see why we couldn't be in the high 200s for the number of giving units. But through that, if we just looked at it and thought, okay, well, how could it be possible with 166 giving units? It's gonna mean that a couple of people in the capacity that they have and the God leading that they've had, they're gonna take a real lead in trying to, you know, not trying to, but basically owning some of the, a high level of giving, 200 to 150,000, maybe seven different families or, or individuals giving 50,000 over the next 12 months. 13 could do 10,000. Again, this is just about a framework for you to be able to see how it's possible. And then obviously through that, it also gives you what that looks like per week. We've gone down to 500 uh, because basically that would mean basically a couple of coffees a week in essence that could we do a couple of coffees a week. Obviously as well for our kids being involved, at this point I can't see Zion doing 500, but if that's what he wants to do, we'll work out a way to do that. But it's not the point, it's about him going to God with what's in his hand and his heart and he'll be a part of those giving units and he'll do what he wants to do. But I know for Nadia and I, what this does for us is it puts a, something in front of us and says, what could we believe for? And already we were talking yesterday and God, Nadia said, what do you feel? And I said, I feel like it's pretty big. And 
we just left it there. And then later on, she says, well, this is what I feel. And she said what she felt. It's not a number on here, but it's, it's within there. It's more than we've ever done before and believed for before. But she said exactly the same number that was in my spirit. And you know what? That's awesome. That's just like, how good's that? How exciting, you know? Even though, yeah, wow, we've never stretched at that capacity before. But how exciting that God would do that. How exciting. We can't wait. We're so excited. So the way we're gonna do that, next slide, is we're gonna do that for a one-off offering, which is next Sunday, and then the 12 months pledge. So it's basically saying next Sunday, I wanna give X amount towards my overall total. And over the next 12 months, I'm gonna believe that we can fulfil this following amount. And so just wanna keep it real clear, all right? So we're not doing a two-year commitment, we're doing a one-year commitment, which is awesome. Next slide. I love this quote that's been foundational to our church. Whenever it's come to this area and it's led from our amazing senior pastor, Pastor Paul, this is the motive behind it all. It's if we all just do what God wants us to do, we'll get what God wants us to get. That's the freedom of it. That's the, that's, that's the heart of it. It's just so releasing. And so uh, I really wanna empower us just to go then, okay, what's my part to play in that? And I just love that the Bible says, if you don't have it in your heart and you're not cheerful, I actually don't, I don't want it. But if it's in your heart, I love a cheerful giver. Next slide. So really wanna encourage every person. You can do this straight after the service. I want you to go to expansion.org.au. We've got a designated website you can go to. And on there, you can see there's obviously the giving button that you can contribute and play your part. I really encourage us, let's wait till next Sunday to do that. Um, but if you already know that you know that you know and you're just ready to go, then you can do that, which is cool. But more importantly for now, I'd love you to go to the EMAG tag. All right, if you go to the EMAG tab, basically that's gonna take you to a magazine that we've put together that shares the journey of expansion. Uh, if you can go to this magazine and it, we're believing we're gonna have these in person next week to give to people. But for now, you can get into that next page. We've got in there basically a heart from us and this is what we're here to do, impact and change our generation with the reality of Jesus. Keep flicking through it. We've got the We Have a Dream so you can capture the entirety of that and what we're all a part of it. Keep flicking through. Uh, also, we've got a timeline of this miracle story from the moment we got noticed through to the going unconditional. And in that as well, you'll see these little buttons, but you can jump on those and they're individual photo videos from people like Dean, uh, from Amy, from Nader, from Adrian on our board who share more detail about the parts of the puzzle and how it was just crazy what God has done through Bryce. So I encourage you, it's interactive, it's fun. Jump in there, watch their videos and just capture. Be a part of it, you're a part of it. Keep going. And it's gone, fantastic. I know there's been a lot of information, but I believe that this is gonna be God's house built by God's people. I just wanna say this one thing before we close. You know what probably excites Nadia the most about these moments in our church? What excites us the most is about what He's gonna do in you. Because these moments for the last 20 years of me being a part of life, have been some of the most like clear God moments where He has stepped us into something new as we've just trusted and stepped out in Him. And He has done something over that following year that we can only go, wow, look what God has done. See, I'm not believing that just as a church, we're gonna expand. I'm believing that you're gonna expand. 
God wants to bring expansion into your heart. He wants to bring expansion into your house. He wants to bring expansion into your world. He wants to expand us with a love for Him. Father, we just pray together and thank You as we started. What an honour to be a part of all that You're doing. To be here for such a time as this. We thank You for the joy that comes around hearing from You and stepping out in You and following Your lead. And I just pray in the Name of Jesus, Lord, over this next week, God, that You would allow this to be a personal time. A time, God, where we hear Your voice afresh. Maybe even for the first time, we get Your peace in this area and it just something leaps in our spirit. And we would know that collectively, we are here to see Your Kingdom advance, Your Kingdom done, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We give you all the praise and all the glory in advance. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Come on, give God. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.